Welcome to the safe space, everybody. Today, I don't know where to start. I do not know where to start. How how do I begin? Let's say if I begin with how like Radukanu lost to Dankakovnich, that that would make it seem like that was the most important thing that happened today. But if I started with something else, it would seem like Emma Raducanu losing to Danka Kovinic and no longer being the best uh, women's singles Grand Slam player of all time, it would seem like that's not important. So I really don't know where to start. Usually I like to start off with something, I, I guess, powerful, impactful, something that was most significant. Today, I don't know where to start. Garbini Muguruta is, is out. She lost to Alizé Cornet. Annette Contevate is out. She lost to Clara Towson. They both lost in straights. Rabakino retired from a set and a breakdown to Shuai Zhang. Amaradukanu lost in three sets to Danka Kovinich. Now, now, I really don't know where to start. There's a lot to talk about today. Finally, we got our... Uh, now it feels like a Grand Slam, right? We got our big day. I'm not gonna lie, the first couple days were like, oh, whatever, it's just, you know, nah. Oh, Coco Golf lost? Okay, cool. But now it's, now it's okay, you have my attention, right? Because we were just kind of going through the motions at first with some of these matches, but now this is getting really interesting. At the beginning of the Australian Open, I said that my top five included Contevate, Moguruta, and Rebekano. They all went home today. All three of them. The rest of my top five, Barty and Halep. Honorable mention, Vika Azarenko. Real quick, my new top five. Do you want to take a guess what it is? I tweeted it last night. And this is the order, right? Barty, one. Keys, Halep, Vika, and Arena Sabalenka. We'll talk about all of this today, everything that happened today. A lot of crazy shit went down. Maybe I'm overreacting, I don't know. I'm pretty excited though, it's nice to see. Okay, I sort of missed this. Because you really don't know what's going to happen next. No one could have predicted this, and I think that's a good thing. But at the same time, this sucks. And I'll explain. I'll explain how both of those things are true. And explain sort of both sides of that argument. Another place I could have started today is talk about the absolute spectacle that was Nick Kyrgios versus Daniil Medvedev. It was a really good match. By far the most uh, couple hours I've had watching a tennis match so far this year. Match of the year for sure. Nick Kyrgios at the Australian Open. What do you expect? Versus the top player in the draw. What do you expect? And his matches like that. Which is why people are so drawn to the ATP over the women's. 100%. I mean, right after that. This was on Rod Laver Arena, right? Right after that was Halep versus uh, Beatrice Haddad Maya. The score was 6-2, 6-love. Now I understand, okay? Like, it is matches like this that really attract people to the ATP and they sort of say, oh man, these women suck. Like, like they can't compare to these men. This is true, but only in matches like this. Throughout the year, you don't get matches like this. Not every tournament do you get matches like this. 
And there's been like a million shit matches, okay? So don't get it twisted. Okay, when when the ATP the ATP rarely produces good entertaining matches, but once they do, it 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 is better than anything else um tennis tennis-wise. So the women's as well. You know what I mean? Like like matches like Rafa and Djokovic from last year's uh, French Open semi-final, like like there is nothing like that. That is the best TV ever. Like that is the peak of sports in my opinion, right? Like Nadal versus Rafa. Uh, sorry, Nadal versus Rafa. Haha. <laughs> um, Nadal versus uh, what the fuck? Joker, Djokovic in the semi-final last year in Paris. That is the peak of sports, like two men going at it. That is like the peak of human physical ability. And there's nothing quite like it. It's so entertaining and it's so much fucking fun to watch. But don't get it twisted and, and just take like these few instances and run with it and say, oh, the women's tour sucks. Well, honestly, on average, in general, it's better than the men's in terms of um, excitement, entertainment, uh, and quality to a certain extent. Okay, but w when when the, when the men's tour has a banger of a match, there's nothing quite like it. There's no, there's obviously no argument there. So don't get it twisted. Okay. One match out of like 600 in the men's that bangs doesn't make it a good tour. Okay. Even if it bangs harder than the 10 best uh, women's matches you see, don't get it twisted. All right. But no, Kyrgios, Medvedev, amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. It was such a good match. They both served really well. It was intense. The crowd was behind it. We finally saw a crowd in Melbourne. It feels like, honestly, some of these matches, it feels like um, there were no fans, like behind closed doors or whatever, COVID or quarantine or whatever. So that was nice to see. Hopefully they, they sort of keep up that same energy, right, moving forward here. Uh, matches are getting bigger and bigger, and we're getting uh, closer and closer to the end. Nick Kyrgios today, the level that he played at, absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable, the level that he played at. He really would have beat anyone... Bes he he would have beat anyone on the ATP Tour today, not named Medvedev. Maybe even uh, Djokovic, who knows. By the way, Kyrgios has wins over the big three. And if you want to include Medvedev and make it a big four, he has a win over Medvedev. Okay, he beat Nadal, he beat Djokovic, he beat Federer. And he has beaten Medvedev before. And honestly, I feel like he stood a chance this morning against Medvedev. But Medvedev looked very good. He seemed locked the fuck in. He knew what he was getting into. And that's what, that's what made it uh, even more exciting. No one... Like, both players were at their best. And, and you love to see that shit. You love to see two good players in at the top of their form, at, at the very highest level, play to the best of their ability. To talk really quick about the women's matches, we'll go through that, discuss those matches, and then we can uh, go back to the ATP Tour, discuss uh, some matches and some results there, and um, maybe talk shit a little bit or, or compare both tours, and I'll present my argument to why the WTA un unpredictable uh, nonsense may be a good thing, a really good thing, or a really bad thing. 
I think it's both at the same time, not either or, but you can make the argument for each one. And a lot of people feel like, um, you know, a lot of people take one side of the argument like, oh no, this sucks, this does. But anyway, here we go. Like I said, Alize Cornet, she beat uh, Garbini Muguruza in straight sets, 6-3, 6-3. Now that is some result right there. Alize Cornet, I talk her up all the time, she is such a pro. And good for her, I'm happy for her, she deserves this. She's not a bum. She plays, she always shows up to play tennis. She made 60 consecutive Grand Slam main draw appearances. That is 15 years worth of Grand Slams. 15 years she has made and played and participated in the first round of every single Grand Slam for 15 years. That's 60. For a year, that's 60. That is an unbelievable stat. You go, girl. That's some good stuff. Danielle Collins, Anna Konya is always a tricky opponent. Anna Konya. Danielle Collins moves on in straight. 6-4, 6-3. Gets Clara Towson next. Annette Contivate. Lost to Clara Towson. 6-2, 6-4. That is not a good result for Annette Contivate. Clara Towson gets Danielle Collins next. How about that? Vondrusova looked very good. This is a very good result for Vondrusova. As expected, this spread was this line was way too short. Not enough respect to Vondrusova, who's a very good tennis player. 6-2-7-5 against Ludmila Samsonova. Vondrusova gets Sabalenka next. Iga Swiatek uh, playing against Rebecca Peterson. 6-2-6-2. Good for you, Iga. Nice job. Madison Inglis. Following her first round win over uh, a US Open finalist, Leila Andy Fernandez beats Haley Baptiste in three sets. Good result for Madison Inglis. Uh, following following up uh, her first ever Grand Slam win with another one. Good stuff. Not sure who she gets next. Well, we'll we, we can talk about that later. Sabalenka once again wins from a set down. 1-6-6-4-6-2. Shin Yu Wang, hell of a player. I love her. Her and Shin Wen Shang, mm -mm -mm. love them. Young Chinese players, fearless, big, aggressive hitters on hard court as well. That's some good stuff, and they're both teenagers. This is very good. Shin Yu Wang might be 20, right? Yeah, she's 20. But still, one's 20, one's 19. This is good stuff. Watch out for them, too. Sorry, Kirstea, 6-2-6-4 against Kukova. Good stuff. Kirstea gets Pavlichenkova next, who beats Sam Stoser, 6-2, 6-2. Unfortunately, she showed no respect to Sam Stoser. This was uh, Sam so Samantha Stoser's last ever singles match of her career, competitively. And uh, Pavlichenkova didn't give her a set. That's so harsh. But anyway, Elise Mertens versus Bigu. Very good result for Mertens. Solid, 6-3, 6-2. Let me tell you something about Elise Mertens. Elise Mertens now... And her last 16 Grand Slam appearances has made the third round every single time. 16 Grand Slams in a row. So that's four years she has made the third round of every Grand Slam. That's amazing. So Alizé Cornet just like qualified or uh, appeared or participated in 60, 6-0, 15 years worth of Grand Slams in a row. 
Mertens, four years in a row, every Grand Slam, 16 Grand Slams. She has made the third round, so she has won at least, she has won in the first two rounds of the last 16 Grand Slams. That's pretty good stuff, at least Mertens. And let me tell you something, you will never hear about this. You will never hear this stat anywhere, I promise you. You can, you can check every single newspaper, website, Twitter page, your TV, whatever you like, bro. You will not hear about this stat. Why? Because no one cares. They just won't talk about it. This isn't Emirato Kano, Coco Golf, Leila Fernandez, so why should we talk about it? That's what I mean, bro. One of the things that really pissed me off, there's no objectivity. They don't, like, there's no integrity. Like, a lot of these news outlets or, or websites or journalists or whatever, ESPN, I'm looking at you, they don't take it upon themselves to, to actually report shit. Relevant shit that happens. They just want what's popping. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I understand that nobody probably wants to hear about Elise Martens. But she's a top 25 player in a row. Uh, sorry, <laughs> a top 25 player in the world that has made the third round in 16 consecutive Grand Slams. That's something, bro. But you will never hear about it. Don't ask me how I know. <clears throat> Zidancic, once again, 7-6. 6-4 in Watson. She has now beaten Watson uh, twice this year. Watson covered the 3.5. I am not going to complain. Zidancic served for the match um, in the second set. So she was up one set and 5-3. She got broke. That's Zidancic. We'll talk about this every day. That is Zidancic. She doesn't know how to separate and play with a lead and close out matches. She sucks at winning matches. Daria Kaslikina, I think I think it is time. Uh, look, I didn't want to be negative today. Like like I'm 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 feeling fantastic today. Thank you for asking. And I didn't want to be negative, but Kaslikina, she um I went against my own advice and and I did say she's on the Jasmine Paulini uh treat she she is on the blacklist. She does have the Jasmine Paulini treatment. And I said that I'm betting no more Daria Kaslikina matches. And I gave in, and I bet Lynette to win a set, and it lost. That's on me. That's 100% my fault. Okay? Never again. Never betting a Kasatkina match again. She beats uh, Lynette, 6-2, 6-3. Amazing stuff. Kasatkina, you're a fraud. Kaya Kinepi keeps it going, 6-2, 7-6 against Buskova. Wow. What a match. Yep, Shuai Zhang threw, beat Rabakina, 6-4, one love, Rabakina retired. Tough stuff, I think. Danka Kovinic, 6-4, 4-6, 6-3, against Emma Raducanu. Emma Raducanu apparently had... Now look, d look! Emma Raducanu is the greatest Grand Slam player of all time in the women's singles, bro. She's the greatest Grand Slam player of all time. Not anymore, though. Her percentage did go down. She lost today. Okay, but she is still perfect in the first round of every slam, okay? But look, apparently, like, like we will never know if this is true or not. Players can just say this or report it, and even their teams can confirm it, even if it's bullshit, just to, you know, um, 
stand up for their player, I guess. But this is what she said. She said that before the match, she had like uh, blisters on her hand, and some members of her team suggested to her that she should not play because of her hand. Like, why she shouldn't play? Is it because she's she's hurt that much, or like they don't wanna they don't want her to get embarrassed? Or I don't I don't know what it is. But they said um, you shouldn't play. But she played. They suggested that she withdraw because um, of injury because of the blisters on her hand and honestly at times it looked like she could not hit forehands which um is sad she did good to fight back but honestly overall she did not look very good um and on the contrary Danka Kovinic looked looked solid really in 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 many aspects she looked like she was up for it the occasion did not look too big for her which is surprising because she doesn't have a lot of big game experience big court experience so this was very very nice to see it was definitely impressive from Danka Kovinic and we have to give her credit she played well Emirato Kanu however is out we'll talk about what that draw looks like in, in that section of the draw and finally the nightcap Simona Halep 6-2 6-love against uh, Beatrice Haddad Maya now nobody not enough people are talking about Simona Halep no one is talking about her. Why is no one talking about Simo Halep? <clears throat> She's making a semi-final, and it's going to be so easy. We'll talk about that later as well. She, Simona Halep's making a semi-final, probably against Sabalenka, and it's going to be so easy for her. We'll talk about why why that is. Okay? To look at some results in the men, honestly, just, just a bunch of blech. Matches, Rublev 6-4-6-2-6-love uh, against Birankis. Um Chilich is still here playing, Cressy. Like, Diego Schwartzman lost in straights to Chris O'Connell. What's your reaction? Tiafo honestly, decent match against Fritz. Fritz won in straights. That was kind of close. RBA beat old man Cole Schraber. 6-1, 6-love, six 6-3. Six Amazing stuff. ATP tour, yeah? Felix Oje Aliasim versus Alejandro Davidovich Fokino. Four tiebreak sets. Felix won three of them. So he won 3-1. Good stuff, Felix. He hit 28 aces, by the way. That's some good stuff. Tsitsipas beat Baez, the, the next-gen player, in four sets. Demon 6-4-6-2 against Camille Maj. Benoit Pair won a match again as a plus 450 underdog. Dimitrov, why was he favored that much? I don't know. Um, in three sets, Pair looked very good, was very emotional afterwards, was crying when being interviewed by uh, French TV. Uh, good stuff, Benoit. You can see it means a lot to him. Good stuff. Daniel Taro. Beat Andy Murray, 6-4, 6-4, Daniel Taro was plus 3-15 or something. And then Sinner against the porn star, Steve Johnson, 6-2, 6-4, 6-3, so easy. And then Medvedev and Kyrgios, uh, we talked about that. Medvedev won in four sets. Now here's the argument when we come to, to compare both tours, and I think I have mentioned this or brought it up before. Uh, you know, when discussing or comparing and contrasting both tours. Now, here's the thing: in uh, in uh, in the men's in the men's draw at a Grand Slam, 
you know who the last four names are gonna be. And this particular one, we, you know, it's safe to say we will expect to see, and, and with certainty and confidence, we can say that, oh, in, in the semi-final, and, in in, you know, the last four players, we'll see Medvedev, we'll see Zverev. I don't know what the draw actually looks like and if all these players can be in the semi-final and the men's, but I'd probably say something like Tsitsipas, Nadal, Zverev, Medvedev. And, and I will admit, this edition, since Djokovic isn't playing and Nadal looks very good, it's sort of hard to tell what exactly that's going to look like and the rise of Carlitos. This adds a sort of a new element, but in prior Grand Slams, it was so fucking obvious and clear that, like from the beginning or the second round, maybe what this last four was gonna look like. You know what I mean? Like who would win every quarter and reach the semi-final? That shit was so clear. Like in the last one, or if you look at the French Open, what was it? Zverev, Tsitsipas, Djokovic, Nadal. How obvious? U.S. Open. Um, who are the semi-finalists? Djokovic, Medvedev, Zverev, and... Exactly. I just looked it up and it was Felix. F-double-A. And he choked on a fat cock against Medvedev. I believe was up like 5-3. Serving for the set. Lost that set 7-5. Medvedev won pretty comfortably in three sets. Now that's cool, you probably couldn't have predicted that at a start, that's not like a top 4 seed or whatever, okay? Um, and this year, or in this slam, sorry, it might be Carlitos, that might be the one player that's in the mix in the end, with the three given names, probably Medvedev, Zverev, Djokovic, uh, not Djokovic, Nadal. Maybe Tsitsipas if he plays well. Now, that, now here's the argument, that is not a bad thing, because once we get there, it's fireworks. It's, it's beautiful to see, it's, it's, it's what we want to watch, right? You can't miss this, you can't miss these matches, you can't look away. It's Medvedev versus Nadal in a semi-final, I'm not gonna miss this for anything. And the women's on the other hand, you never know who's gonna make it, which is... Exciting if you're all about the the stories, the surprises, the the excitement, the intrigue. You don't know who's who's gonna. You're not only do you not know who's gonna win, you don't know who's gonna make it there. Those final four names, you have no clue. Now that's a good thing in that regard, but once we get there, the matches kind of suck. There's no quality. The spectacle is just not the same. It really feels like another match, like this matchup, like these names. This really could be a second round match, right? Not a semi final at a Grand Slam. And it's good to see, and it's, 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 it's not good to see, and I think it's both. I don't think either uh, side is correct. I think it's both. The ATP sucks, and it's amazing for that reason, that the final four names, you know exactly who they're gonna be. But that's okay, and that's a good thing, because once they play, it's, it's gonna be amazing. For the women's... For the women, sorry. The opposite is true, and it's also a good and really bad thing. You don't know who's gonna make it, which is exciting. Huge question mark. I can't wait to find out, because I literally have no idea, and I can't say. But once we get there, it's not, it's not quite the same, is it?
It's not like watching Nadal vs Medvedev, I mean Osaka and Vardy is a 4th round match. That's probably as good as it could get, and Muguruza's not here anymore. Contavate is not here. I mean Rubakana, all these players with potential are not here anymore. But anyway, that's for you to decide. And those are the... And, and it's funny because the tours are completely opposite in that regard. Some people will prefer a tour over the other for like one of those reasons. Like, for example, if they favor the WTA, they don't care that the last four is, you know, not a lot of quality, but they really enjoy and appreciate and look forward to sort of the randomness or the unpredictability. Okay? The surprise factor, almost. And for those that uh, prefer the ATP tour and watch that shit religiously, um, they don't care that they're gonna see the same four names at every slam. They want, in fact, they want to, because they play such good matches. Okay, so... That's something worth considering. Like I said, last thing, I'm, de I'm dead torn, I think... It's good and bad, both tours. It's like... Both things are true at the same time. Okay, so to move on to the WTA Tour, we'll have a look now at the entire third round matches. Since uh, round two matches have concluded, we now have 32 players left in each draw. This is true for both men and women. There are 32 players left in the draw, and we have 16 round three matchups. And let's have a quick look at what those are. So yesterday we discussed that uh, after the top half finished their uh, round two matches, we have a lot of bangers, which are all tonight, actually, in the third round. Uh, Barty, Georgie. The winner of that plays Anisimova Osaka. And then Nuria Prizes Diaz versus Jesse Pagula. That's probably the weakest match of the bunch. The winner of that plays Kudermetova or Sakari. What a match. We also have Krzykova Ostapenko. The winner of that faces Azarenko Svitolina. What a pair of matches. Finally, Madison Keys and Shang Wang, the winner of that faces Kostyuk or Badosa. Wow. Now in the bottom half of the draw, Clara Towson, off her win against Annette Kontovite in straights, faces Daniel Collins. Elise Mertens, who has made 16 consecutive third round appearances at Grand Slams. You will never hear about this anywhere because she's not American, white, pretty, or poppin', but you'll hear it here on the safe space. <clears throat> Clara Towson, Danielle Collins, the winner faces Elise Mertens, or is the Zhang banger? Shuai, Shuai Zhang. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing with Halep's draw, and 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 this is why she's making a semifinal, and people need to start talking about her now, like immediately. Okay, so Halep's first two matches, cakewalks. I mean, Magdalena Freck is, is never easy, but that's not tricky, right? 6-4, 6-3 in the first round against Magdalena Freck. In the second round, she was facing either Katie Volinets or Haddad Maya. She faced Haddad Maya, 6-2, 6-love. Now, in the third round, she's facing Danka Kovinic. That could have been Raducanu, which might have complicated things. Maybe, maybe not. But it would have been nicer to see that just because of the... You know, Emma Raducanu, Simona Halep, like, you know what I mean? Have we even seen Raducanu play a top player yet? I, I mean, I don't think so. Anyway, 
Um, Simona Halep, Danka Kovinic. And the winner of that plays Zidancic or Cornet. Now here's the thing. In the third round, Halep could have had Raducanu. And then after that, in the fourth round, she could have had Muguruta. But instead, Alize Cornet beat Muguruta. So, Halep gets Kovinic and then either Cornet or Zidancic. And it could have been either Raducanu or Muguruta have they had won their matches. So, Halep looking good. Danka Kovinic next and then either Zidancic or Cornet. I'd like to say that's probably going to be Alize Cornet in the fourth round after she beats Danka Kovinic. Further down in the draw, Igor Wojtek and Daria Kasatkina. I am so happy about this match. One of them is going home. I am sick of seeing these players. Enough is enough, right? Igor Wojtek, Daria Kasatkina. I will not bet this match. I will not watch this match. I'll just wait to see who faces either Kirstea or Pavlichenkova. Remember, this is the really ugly, shitty part of the draw. This is just a bunch of baby food across the board. But Kirstea and Pavlichenkova... Um, pretty good match, I would say. Maybe, not really. And the winner of that plays either Svojtek or Kasatkina in the fourth round. Okay, now further down, Kaya Kanepi versus Madison Inglis. Wow. Right, the winner of that plays either, now are you ready for this? Vondrusova or Sabalenka. Notice how there's like Vondrusova and Sabalenka here, and then just a bunch of no-names. So it's Vondrusova, Sabalenka in the third round. And the rest of the names in this section of the draw, Madison Inglis, Kaya Kinepi, Pavlichenkova, Sori Kirstea. And Svojtek and Kasatkina, but 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 what, what who are they anyway, you know? Now here's the thing with Sabalenka, this is the toughest match of the year for her. Sabalenka's now two and two on the year, by the way. Lost her first two. Kaya Yuvan, Rebecca Peterson won her next two. Here at the Open, Storm Sanders and Shinyu Wang. Both from a set down. How about that? Now, Vondrusov is a tough opponent for Sabalenka. That is, that is not an easy one. But I think Sabalenka wins. Sabalenka against Vondrusova opened as a plus 135 underdog. If you do decimal, that's 2.35 odds for Sabalenka to win against Marketa Vondrusova. Now that's a banger of a match. If Sabalenka wins, she gets either Kaya Kanepi or Madison Inglis. Kaya Kanepi, by the way, beat Sabalenka last year in Australia. It wasn't at the Open, it was at a warm-up tournament. If they face in the fourth round, my goodness, Kaya Kanepi would have beat the second seed, the world number two, and she'll be playing in a Grand Slam quarterfinal. But I don't want to talk about that. Uh, that actually makes me so sick just thinking about it. But realistically speaking, if Sabalenka can beat Vondrusova in the third round here, and then Kanepi or Inglis in the fourth round, she'll be through the quarterfinal against most likely Iga Svojtek, but could be Kasatkina, Kirstea, or Pavlichenkova. Either way, if, if Sabalenka makes it that far, I like her chances to beat Pavlichenkova, Kirstea, Kasatkina, or Svojtek. One of them she will have to face in the quarterfinal. Iga Svojtek or Kasatkina, no doubt she will crush them. 
Pavlichenkova, Kristea, maybe they're they're sort of you know uh, I don't know, but I don't think you see I don't think either one of those will make it past Ego or Kasatkina in the fourth round. So really, the the winner of Svojtek and Kasatkina here in the third round will probably face Sabalenka in the quarterfinal, and then the winner will go on to face Simona Halep. How about that? pretty crazy right and the other portion of the draw uh, if you remember from what I said yesterday in the top half of the draw they play tonight actually their third round matches uh, Jesse Pegula I said she will beat Nuria Perizis Diaz tonight and in the fourth round face either Kudermetova and Sakari and honestly I like her to win she's in a quarterfinal against Barty who will most likely uh, be there after beating Osaka in the fourth round so Pegula Barty, quarterfinal. Uh, Barty probably wins that. She's through to the semifinal against. Now I realize that the second quarter, so the, the bottom section of the top half of the draw, the second quarter where it had, where it has, sorry, Medosa, Kostyuk, Shang Wang, Keys, Vitalina Azarenka, Ostapenko, Krujikova. That's some big names there. Who's going to face? Barty in the semi-final in the top half of the draw. Bedosa today, honestly, a lot of people think she'll beat Kostyuk. I mean, probably, but I don't think it'll be straightforward. If she wins, she has Madison Keys next, and that'll be a huge fourth-round match. Madison Keys versus, let's say, Bedosa. Okay? That is a fourth-round match. Azarenka beats Vitalina, faces Krujikova or Ostapenko in the fourth round. Now let's call it Krujikova Azarenko. That is a really interesting match. Really, 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 really tough to predict. And maybe Ostapenko beats Barbara Krujikova. You never know. By the way, this is a battle of French Open winners. How many times have you heard that in, 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 in the lead up to this game? Probably zero. Now, how many times have you heard Sloane Stevens? Emma Raducanu in the first round battle of US Open champions. This is ridiculous, man. How how they're just so biased, man. It really fucking pisses me off, bro. Emma Raducanu, Sloan Stevens. First round, huh? First round. Battle of of the US Open champions. Right here we have Krujikova Ostapenko. Battle of the French Open champions. What's good? You'll you you won't hear about it. You'll hear about it here, though. On the safe space. What's good? But anyway, sorry. Uh, back to the draw. Krzykova Ostapenko. Um, let's call it Krzykova and Azarenka in the fourth round. The winner of that will play the winner of Keys, Bedosa, in the quarterfinal. Now that is some interesting stuff. Only one player can make it through here and face Barty in the semi-final. Now that will, be, that will be something. If I had to make a pick, I say honestly, Madison Keys, if not Azarenka. I don't want to hear Barbora, I don't want to hear Bedosa. It's either going to be Keys. I think Keys beats Kostyuk or Bedosa, goes to the quarterfinal, and she'll face either Azarenka or Krzykova. So Keys is making a quarterfinal. Um, against Azarenka or Krzykova. Hopefully Azarenka, so I'm right. And then 
the winner of Azarenko Krzykova will, will face Barty in the semifinal. So our four semifinalists will be Barty, let's say Keys, Halep, Sabalenka. Halep and Sabalenka will play each other. Winner moves on to the final facing either Barty or Madison Keys. Now that is pretty good if it actually does play out like that and we don't see like fucking Kaya Kanepi in the mix or, or something like that or Barbora again like that that would be kind of nice no that'd be a good final four Sabalenko Halep Barty and Keys that'd be pretty good Barty wins it all I fear I mean that match against Osaka Honestly, her match against Georgie today, uh, we'll get to that. Today, Barty, Georgie, Anisimova, Osaka. Now, that's something right there. Those are huge matches, actually. And then, e if they manage to win those, which... I mean, they're favored to do so. They face each other in the fourth round. That's that's crazy. And we'll make a lot of, a lot of things clear. But I say Barty makes it all the way to the final. Okay. Now, by the way, I go through the draw every single round with, like, my, my thoughts and predictions, so you can always come back at the end and see how right I was. Or how accurate I was, or how close I was, or if I was way off. I don't think I'm going to be way off. Maybe Kanepi, um... If Kanepi makes a quarterfinal, I feel like she'll go all the way. Now, that's a spoiler, a beast slayer we didn't talk about at the start. Okay, watch out for Pavlichenkova, made a Grand Slam final last year. To continue our look ahead real quick before we get into tonight's matches, uh, some of the opening lines for the th uh, third round matches that have just been revealed, I guess. Um, Danielle Collins is a short favorite against Clara Towson. That looks really good. She's only minus 130 against Clara Towson. That looks very good. Elise Mertens, huge favor against Shuai Zhang. Um, pusher versus Pusher. Um, uh, an ugly matchup, but I think the line is slightly inflated, but Mertens should win and probably crush Zhang. Um, Igor Wojtek, a pretty big favorite against Kasset Kina. Um, I don't understand why or how. Uh, but look, I don't bet Kasset Kina matches, so... Right, so that doesn't really matter. Uh, Kaya Kanepi, massive favorite over Madison Inglis. Um, I can understand why, but I, I don't think uh, she should be favored by five games. Um, so Inglis, or the over, looks good there. Inglis, at this point, she has nothing to lose. She's just playing with so much uh, newfound confidence and, and really nothing to lose. Just go out there and have fun and, and play your best, and, and hopefully you win. Call it a Cinderella uh, story. Um, so yeah, Sabalenka Vondrusova, Sabalenka plus 135, now that's crazy bro, that's crazy to talk about that a little bit, that matchup uh, in depth a little bit real quick. Sabalenka now has won two matches in a row, doesn't matter if it's ugly, that will do her confidence wonders bro, like that is big time for her. Like to win your first two matches at a Grand Slam from a set down, even if it was ugly, even if you're committing double faults out the ass, even if they're against no names and this is a real test. That doesn't matter. That's why this line is like this and honestly, it's way off. Because 
because you gotta anticipate not not you shouldn't go off by what you saw you should sort of anticipate Sabalenka's like alright the time is now let's play some tennis that's what you gotta anticipate that's why this line is way off if because the thing is if, if you 100% base this line off what you previously saw Sabalenka playing like shit winning ugly um, barely beating uh, you know low-ranked opponents and and barely you know scraping by a win in three sets um, as a huge favorite whereas von Drusova has been winning with ease and, and has looked good doing it you can't you can't just base a line off of that you need to you need to consider what Sabalenka will play like here and now coming up because she won't play that shit forever you know what I mean don't be a prisoner of the moment don't give in to recency bias. We know we know who Sabalenka is. We know what she's capable of. I've faded her like 500 times this year alone in so many different ways. Overs to win a set, money lines, whatever. But because the price was ridiculous. I mean, players plus 360, plus 400 against Sabalenka. And, and honestly, players... With potential to upset Shinyu Wang, that's no joke. Same with Storm Sanders, kind of. That That is also no joke in Australia, maybe. Okay. But Sabalenka now as a dog, that's a bit silly, I think. Like, you have her being like minus five and a half against no names, and then she's playing a good player. She's now plus two and a half and plus 135 on the money line. That's, that's a bit silly, I think. You cannot base, you cannot take what you saw in her last two matches and expect her to play like that for the rest of her life. And you can and I also, you know, of the other side of the argument, you can't expect her to change oh after one match all these double faults go away. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm saying she's gonna step the fuck up and get right right here. Cause this price is 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 saying that she's gonna suck. She's most likely going to lose. She's going to commit a lot of errors. She won't be... We're going to get the bad Arena Sabalenka today, not the good one. I'm saying we're going to get the good one. This price is unbelievable. Simona Halep, Danka Kovinic, 6.5, under 18.5. That is... Um, sorry, 17.5. Wow. Um... Now, I don't know, 17 and a half, that is really low. That is uh, quite low. But maybe Danka Kovinic had her one good win out the way, and now she feels like, oh, okay, whatever, now I can sort of chill. This is Simona Halep. I stand no chance. Maybe Simona Halep looks scary. We need to start talking about her, right? She's making a semifinal. Um, tricky line, but it makes sense. It's fair. It's fair. Sorry, Kristea, big favorite against Pavlichenkova. I don't understand why. Sorry, big underdog against Pavlichenkova. Pavlichenkova, four-game favorite. Minus 300. Alize Cornet, the slightest of favorites against Tamara Zidancic. Alize Cornet is minus 120. Zidancic is, is even money. You know what I'm saying there. One player is absolute class and a, and a top, top professional. The other one doesn't know how to win matches. Now to look at tonight's third round matches. 
Jesse Pagula, minus five and a half favorite against Nuria Perez Diaz. Over under is 19 and a half. Line makes sense. I think the under looks good, not great. It looks good. Jesse Pagula should crush. Jesse Pagula looked shit to start the year, but once she got a, a win or two under her belt, she started playing tennis. Expect the same from Sabalenka. Sometimes once you get that monkey off your back, get not one but two wins under your belt, you get it going a little bit. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Don't be a prisoner of the moment. Do not give in to recency bias. Think of everything. Everything you saw yesterday doesn't mean you'll see it the exact same thing tomorrow. Okay. Azarenka's Vitalina, Azarenka's minus four and a half. I would go bet that right away. If you're listening to this, go bet that as soon as you see it. As soon as you hear this, log in or take an Uber to the casino, whatever it is you, you do or wherever or however you place your bets, go and put in a ticket for Azarenka minus four and a half against Svitolina. She owns that woman. Svitolina is Azarenka's daughter. She calls her mommy. Azarenka minus four and a half and honestly the under looks good. This is 6-4, six, 6-4 four, six, four Azarenka or better. Okay, Azarenka 2-0 looks great. She owns uh, Mrs. Monflees. Oh, Mon... Yeah, Mon... Monf whatever. Krizikova Ostapenko. This line is a, is a bit fat, I think. It's a bit fat. Ostapenko... Barbora probably covers minus 4.5 here, I would say. I don't know about a total or straight sets, but Krajikova at least will 6-1 or even 6-love Ostapenko. Um, and that should do it for the minus 4.5, so uh, Krajikova minus 4.5 here looks good, yeah. Uh, Kostyuk Bedosa, I don't know why Kostyuk is plus 330 against Bedosa. Look, man, I've said it before, Bedosa is one loss away from receiving the Jasmine Paulini treatment. So this might be it. I'm gonna make a play on Kostyuk here, or the over, most likely. Uh, either one, uh, one way or another, I'm going to be sort of, kind of fading Paula Bedosa here. This line is way off, in my opinion. Madison Keys versus Shang Wang. Uh, probably going to stay away from this one. Uh, Shang Wang has been playing some decent tennis. Um, beat Coco Goff, uh, you know, the next Serena Williams. And uh, Alison Van Udvank, not that impressive uh, name-wise. But... Um, Madison Keys, man. Not enough people are talking about Madison Keys. She wins this, I think. The line, though, is kind of off. Shang Wang, you don't really know what to expect. Maybe Madison Keys is hard, has been playing a lot of tennis lately. Kudrmetova versus Sakari. I'm, look, I'm not going to say anything. I'm, I'm really not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Kudermetsova versus Sakri, I'm not gonna say anything. First match of the night session, Amanda Nisimova versus Naomi Osaka, what a banger. At the same time, on a different court, Ash Barty, Camilla Georgie, which match are you gonna watch and why? If not both.
Amanda Nisimova and Osaka, I would like to look at an over. It is over 21. I think over 21 and a half is probably a good bet at even money. Um, and Anisimova's set is looks a little inflated. Her her money her money line looks good, but I feel like we're just destined for a Barty Osaka in the fourth round. Or is that like too good to be true? I don't know. Ash Barty, look, that is a really fat number, six and a half against Georgie. I mean, Barty has looked great, but so has Georgie. Obviously not as good, but there is no reason why there shouldn't be at least some respect for Georgie. You know what I mean? I mean, all the respect in the world for Ash Barty, I understand, but no respect for Georgie, I think, is kind of silly. Six and a half is a lot of games, no? Like 6'3", six, 6'3", three, six, three, and, and you still cover 6462 and you cover it. That's um that's a pretty big spread, I think. I mean it it kinda makes sense, but it's Yeah, they've never played before and, and Georgie's a very aggressive ball basher, so if she's hitting sh some shots to to Barty's backhand maybe, or if uh, Barty's slicing it back, Georgie can fucking put that away, right? But I don't know, man. It is Ashbord. I don't know. It's tricky. I mean, the, the line makes sense, but it's just... It's it's fat. But you can make a case for either side. It's it's a bit of a tricky one, I think. And that is all for tonight. For the women's, some really, really good matches. Here we go. Here we go. Tonight's matches, I think, are better than tomorrow's. Even having, you know, after, like, Muguruza, like, Raducanu... Like, Simona Halep tomorrow, or like tomorrow, tomorrow, plays Danka Kovinic, that could have been Raducanu. You know what I mean? I mean, Zidanecek versus Alize Cornet, if it was Zidanecek versus Mogruta, that wouldn't have been any better. Honestly, Cornet Zidanecek might be better, but I would have liked for, you know, Mogruta to be in this draw. It's fun watching the big names play, even if it's against no names. Bondrusva Sabalenka, tomorrow's a good one, but honestly, like, look, Schweitzer Kazakina isn't making my TV. Neither is Mer uh, Elise Mertens versus the Zangbanger. I can't really spend too much time watching Clara Towson either, and you can't convince me I'm going to watch Kaya Kanepi. So, I mean, tomorrow's match is kind of ugly, but obviously important because um, we'll have to see what's coming. Um, but tonight's matches are amazing. So hopefully we'll get back-to-back -back days of excitement and good tennis. And hopefully a lot of crazy shit happens. I don't know. Um, I don't think anyone could have predicted that yesterday that Raducanu, Rabakina, Contivate, and Muguruza would all be going home. That is insane. Hopefully today Krujikova goes home. Uh, Svitolina goes home. I mean, she's she's a big underdog anyway, but please go home. Mar uh, Maria Sakri, Kudermetova. I'm not gonna say anything. Look, I'm I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. Okay. Um, but yeah, hopefully Bedosa goes home, man. I'm I'm tired of that. But honestly, if she wins and Keys wins, she plays Keys, and I would love to see Keys fucking. <clears throat> I'm not gonna say anything. Look, I today's all about positivity, and and you know we're feeling good. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. To look at the men's real quick, how about Carlitos Alcaraz versus Matteo Berrettini? How about that? 
now look, I'm not happy that Carlitos is an underdog, as is a favorite. Sorry, usually you expect him. You know, when he faces big names, he's an underdog, or at least the line is close. Here, he is a three-game favorite, minus two and a half, three-game favorite against uh, Berrettini. I think he wins this match. May it is a little inflated, in my opinion, minus 170 on the money line, minus two and a half, or minus three games. Uh, on the spread. It, it, it is a bit much, but I, I think he got this now. I mean, who is Berrettini anyway? Alcaraz is a gorilla. He is a literal gorilla, bro. Have you seen him? Berrettini can't hang, bro. Not with these gorillas, right? Kekmanovic plus 150 looks good against Sonego. Gael Svitolina versus Christian Garin under 31 and a half looks good. Opelka Shapovalov another good match uh, on the men's on the men's tour tonight. Uh, it's a 50-50 game. That's what the lines are saying. It's interesting. Shapovalov honestly, it's nerve-wracking a little bit watching him sometimes. Um, his backhand can can sort of you know fail him sometimes just just it goes missing and he shits out a lot of errors but honestly he has a decent return game for Opel uh, Opelka's serve and his shot making and court coverage is pretty good and he does have decent variety and touch that Opelka probably cannot match um but I don't know really tough I think this line is, is spot on it truly is a 50-50 so um take your fucking pick I guess Seb Korda versus Carreño Busta, um, sort of a 50-50 game, uh, PCB is a slight favorite, I think Korda looks good there, no? Karatsev only minus 6.5 against Manorino, Manorino by the way, off a uh, straight sets win over Hubie Hercatch. Okay, now here's the big one, um, Karen Khashanov versus Rafa Nadal. Khashanov is plus 400. Now I know my good friend on Twitter, uh, Owen Saunders, is going to disagree with me here. But that's a lot, no? Karen plus 400 against Rafa? I mean, who is Rafa Nadal anyway, right? I think that looks good, no? Not even the over. Karen, Karen plus 400 to win there looks good, no? Mm -mm -mm. Some good matches, some good matches in the men as well. Carlitos Berrettini, Opelka Shapovalov, uh, Korda Karenio Busta, and then uh, in the nighttime, uh, excuse me, Khashinov and Nadal. That's some good good matches. Good, good matches. Only eight eight matches a day per tour uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, that number is getting smaller and smaller, uh, which is kind of depressing if you think about it. Like, you know, you're used to fucking a 32 or, or 16 game slate now it's only eight and the next round will be four a day how sad just to do some look ahead for the men since we did it for the chicas um the other half of the third round matches um doesn't look too exciting honestly pablo and duhar versus uh d menor not really exciting uh, RBA, uh, Batusa Agut versus Taylor Fritz, eh. Daniel Taro versus Yannick Sinner, eh. Cocaine Evans, da Daniel Evans versus uh, Felix, uh, FAA, that's a good match, I think. 
Oh, and Chris O'Connell and Cressy is also a pretty good match. Benoit Pair, Pae versus Tsitsipas, that's a good match, I would say. Um, Rublev and Chilich would be pretty fun, too. Um, yeah, and Botek van de Zancho versus Daniel Medvedev. Wow. Botek once again gets uh, Medvedev in a Grand Slam. I think in the US Open they played, no? And Botek took a set off him. Was that the only set that Medvedev lost at the US Open? I think it was, right? I think that was the only set Medvedev lost when he won the US Open last year. Was that match to Botek. Medvedev was up 6-3, 6 love. Uh, Botek van de Zanschulp won the third set, 6-4, and then Medvedev the fourth, 7-5. Um, but yeah, man, exciting stuff, exciting stuff, uh, exciting times ahead, for sure. Um, the bets do need to be a little bit better. Sometimes when the tennis is so excited, you sort of get sucked into it, and you feel like, well, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't care if I lost uh, my bet, that was a really great match. And I enjoyed myself even though I lost but right that is the main focus um, is it is it not I don't know I mean it, it's, it's up to you and and your interpretation I guess for me both are equally as important um, but yeah I would like to be doing better and I need to get right obviously it does help that the matches are good at least that's sort of some emotional relief I guess but um, it would be a lot a lot better right a lot more enjoyable um, if we were sweeping the fucking board and there's no reason that we shouldn't be honestly we need to get better I'm still learning I'm learning every day hopefully we can have a, a, a you know a good start into the weekend and into, into the next week and, and crush the rest of uh, this tournament both for the men's and the women's Today on the men's, we um, we played four relatively uh, big underdogs on the money line, and we split. But it was it returned a pretty good profit. Uh, Daniel Taro won plus three hundred. Benoit Pair beat uh, Dimitrov plus four fifty. That was good. Uh, we lost on Kyrgios and uh, Francis Tiafo. Um, plus four hundred seventy-five and plus two hundred ten, respectively, I believe. Uh, for the women's, um, some disappointing results as far as Magdalenette. I should not have done that because we don't bet Daria Kasatkina matches, right? Um, Watson was good. A couple other results were, were good. Um, Contivate under hit in a way that I did not expect. Uh, Mertens crushed Bigu uh, a bit too hard. Same with Danielle Collins. Um, I did not expect that to be that straightforward uh, in all honesty. Um, but we move, we learn, today's a new day, and, um, let's get it right. Hope everyone has a good Thursday. Thank you for listening. And good luck tonight. Yeah, yeah!